Ladies and gentlemen, hello. How do you do? This is a Weekly Games Chat. As a matter of fact, it's episode 383. My name is Sean. I'm accompanied by my friends John and Chris. I'll get those uh, guys properly introduced in just a minute. Just want to remind you, if you want to check us out, we are live every time we record this podcast on Twitch.tv. And that is, of course, by searching for Weekly Games Chat. It's all one big, long word. So, as I promised, let's welcome John and Chris to the show. John, how are you doing, my friend, with the nice button-up? Looking good, looking fresh. <laughs> I'm doing good. I, uh, you want to hear an awful joke? I do want to hear an awful I love awful jokes. So, so my wife told me to get in touch. Your wife! So my wife told me to get in touch, more in touch with my feminine side. So I got a speeding ticket and crashed the car. <laughs> A sexist joke. Ah, got it. <laughs> that's that's uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, my wife actually got in a, a wreck. Uh, <laughs> ish. This it, it's weird, man. So there was a fatality, John. A wreck that apparently had a fatality right before she arrived. Great. It was dark, and she did the thing where you have to choose A or B. And neither one are the best options, but one slightly better than the other. What, to kind of like, what to swerve or slam on the brakes or something? Well, yeah, because apparently the deceased person may have been like kind of really right in front of her, Ooh. and then the car that was part of the whole deal was to the the other side. So it's either like that or that. So then she swerves a bit. She's got like a go kart little car. She's got a, a Nissan Kicks. They're so cute. They remind me of Mario Karts. So she was able to kind of yank it really hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but And then kind of just kind of clip. Uh, scared the bejesus out of me, though, because I get the phone call, and I'm like, immediately, I'm like, I know she's shook, so I hop on, get on some shoes. I'm not matched at all, and I drive out to where she's at. And by the time I get there, it is cops everywhere, ambulances yeah. Well, well, Sean, if there's one thing I'm known for, it's timing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a better joke. That's the better joke. But no, uh, I just was, you know, I thought, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Cameron Bishop in the house. What's up? I see you over there in our Twitch chat. We, Ladies and gentlemen, in our intro, this is what this is. We may do stuff like I just did and say hello to people in chat. Uh, but yeah, time, <laughs> John, you know how to make me laugh, even I think when you don't want to make me laugh, which is why I love you so much, John. Uh, someone who hates you, though, Chris. How you doing, Chris? <laughs> I'm fine. You're good? I'm, yeah, I'm alive. That's what matters this week. <laughs> that is that, is, that <laughs> actually is what matters this week yeah. for sure. Uh, you know, this thing is a thing's. This thing called life is very fragile, you know. Yeah. Embrace the day. For sure. For sure. You know uh, apologies to anyone who is at home and notices my sick voice. Not really much I can do about it. <laughs> yeah, not much you can do. I don't know uh, that I can tell a difference between your voice and your sick voice. <laughs> it would have been much more noticeable yesterday if we had recorded. Yeah, that. I was like, buddy, are you all right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I guess that's I guess that's baritones for you. Yeah. <laughs> Base, base, drop, drop the base, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We are in the intro, and you're going to hear a lot of loose cannon, uh, like we're doing now. Right, we're just kind of having fun, kind of getting into the groove of the show. Uh, but I do want to bring up because of my excitement for it, 
uh, I'm going to ask you this question. Does anybody have a quarter? And that's a terrible intro for what I want to talk about, and that's the World Cup quarterfinals. Yes, throw the booze at me. Boo. Boo. Uh, but I am very excited because the official quarterfinal bracket for the uh, World Cup 2022 is finalized. Um, the last time we spoke, there was some hype over the United States men's national team. Well. Uh, and they got drug. <laughs> they are out of the tournament. Um, and, yeah, so I, I think Chris and I, once they lost, <laughs> we immediately were like, well, we both like watching the tournament. Who do we go for now? And Chris is going to go for England, uh, you know, because – that's kind of cool. I actually, my favorite player in the, that I like right now is Harry Kane. He plays for England. I should be going for England, but I told Chris I'm going to go for Argentina because I kind of want to see Messi win a World Cup. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. But all the big stars are still in the tournament. If you know soccer, Messi, Ronaldo, uh, Neymar, Harry Kane. Well, is is Ronaldo really still in the tournament? That's funny because he's like coming off the. Well, I will tell you, I was listening to the radio today. Um. <laughs> I was listening to it on Sirius XM plug and uh, Sirius XM sponsor us. I'd love that. Uh, it, they were, they were playing the game and Ronaldo was going to come off the bench and you should have, they, they just stopped. If you watched it live, uh, maybe if you did, Chris, uh, you could, the, the, the announcers just kind of stopped talking. He is a super star, no, of superstars. I, I just heard the huge controversy because of, I guess him, the coach or, are not having a good time with one another. So it was just a big deal that he was coming off the bench instead of being in the starter, right? Well, yeah. And the Portuguese newspapers, apparently, yeah, they, uh, they put a poll out on whether or not they should start Ronaldo or not. Mm-hmm. And I think like 70 or 80% of the people who voted that the paper showed said bench him. Wow. But they love him at the same time. Uh, it's, it's hard when you, when you have someone that's as polarizing as he is as far as, you like him, you respect what he did for the game, but he also plays for the team you don't like. It's a weird thing, but I love the World Cup. So any chance I get to remind everybody of that, I'm going to. Uh, but I don't know what I'm going to do after the World Cup because then soccer just returns to normal. You could watch NFL, real football. I could watch American <laughs> football. Uh, I could watch collegiate. No, I'm not watching collegiate. I may watch one more. I don't know. Collegiate football. Uh we haven't talked a lot about football this year. Um, and it's not because Alabama's not good. They still are good, but we just haven't. We thought actually people didn't want to talk. Not John. not Chris and I thought we shouldn't always talk about football in the intros because we kind of got crazy about it. We talked about uh, it like whenever there was a big game. Yeah, but yeah. we did go through a little spell. Uh, where- check the tape. Check that tape. We talked about well, the Tennessee w- game, and we talked about LSU. Yeah, I actually, yeah. We talked about the Texas game for us, you know? Yeah. Now. But I'm going to go and say on record right now, I think that it's Georgia's national championship to lose. I agree. 100%. Yeah. I, I think Michigan can beat them. I think, I think Michigan. I think, I, think, I think they're pretty much the same team mm. in, in many respects. You think Ohio uh, State can beat them? They can. I'd rather play TCU. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> they can beat them. Yeah, I don't think they. I don't think they will. But I think uh, there's nothing more dangerous than a team that wants revenge because Georgia had to play Michigan last year to get to Alabama. I think. Pretty sure. I will played say, 
John, are you clicking something, or is that my is something I'm doing on my audio? Yeah. Um, no, I, I I I just hit a button, and as soon as I did, the clicking started. My bad on that. <laughs> I do think Ohio State does have the one thing that was their kryptonite last year, which is I think they have the best wide receiver in the playoffs in Marvin Harrison Jr. But hey, his dad was pretty good, huh? He was, man. Him and Peyton. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, legit back way in the back day. in the day. Well, you know, well, even we'll when you get even when Alabama's not in the playoffs, you still manage to kind of stay in the news. Are there are there people on your side? And I say that relatively loosely. It could be a vocal minority that are just kind of irritated that they didn't get a shot no. this year. No. Okay. No. We're fighting. If you've heard it. You you're in a circle of people who are are like that or your news circle is no. Absolutely not. Obviously, I, well, we Saban make our went case. On, Saban went on Fox Sports and said, we need to be in the playoffs, and here's why. Yeah, well, that was pre-playoffs. Yeah, that's what a good coach would do. Everyone knows I'm that. Saying, yeah. I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that. I'm not, I'm not saying Saban did this. I'm saying that when Saban says something like that, it's, it's logical to assume that a lot of his fans, a lot of, a lot, a lot of them are going to go along with what Saban says and hype that train. No. Makes sense. Why wouldn't you? I mean, were we all rooting we would get in? Sure. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, but the, there was definitely we... this checklist of if this happens, if this happens, if this has, what you're saying we got a chance, but, but once kind of the dice kind of fail as they did, you're like, eh. Yeah, once once TCU went to overtime, I knew we weren't getting in. Yeah. They deserve to be in. I thought USC, the way they got drugged, clearly didn't deserve to be in. Correct. Um so I was like, well, in order, Ohio State has one loss. It was a bad loss. They got drugged by Michigan, but they were above us. We have two losses. I don't I, the the argument of well, Alabama lost two games on the road by a combined four points on the last play. We also won games by one point or here well, and there on last play. So well, that that wasn't exactly Saban's Saban's argument. Yeah, His argument was if you get into the playoffs, you're going to be Alabama's going to be heavily favored to win most of them. That's fine, but that yeah, was his that was yeah. his argument. That's like not the strongest argument to begin with right there. Right. Like cuz you know, when he's going with that or he's like we finished with 3 wins in a row and I'm like, yeah, congrats on that Austin PV uh <laughs> victory or whoever it was we played the Coaches know Auburn. how to coach yeah. speak just just how like our video game companies we follow know how to do public like yeah. statements it's it's part of the game um and maybe anybody who's not uh an alabama fan maybe they keen in on it more than we do we yeah. it, like i said it it he was it's his job to say yes my team should be in yeah. it um he to a degree he knew the best argument he had was not losing the LSU and beating all or being Georgia in the SEC championship. That's how Alabama gets into and the media. They're so sneaky because they knew Ohio state's one loss was a bad loss. Yeah. They also knew that Alabama is going to make noise because they're Alabama. So it's all of a sudden let's, let's put this narrative out there that they could sneak in. And then also at the same time, let's flip it, make them seem like they don't deserve it just to cause a talk. And it, I, I've told my friends, I was like, dude, this team this year, they've not shown me that they would have competed at the highest level it would have took to beat a Georgia or a Michigan the way they're humming right now, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I don't, I, I, as a fan, I can't take 
like an Alabama, you know what whooping. I just it it hurts when I they just, lose uh, like that. I just have a very sneaky suspicion that Michigan is the most dangerous team. They yeah. could be. They've been they're, they've been they the are, most even keeled team. They're very kinetic. They're very fast, and they they're just very aggressive right now. <laughs> yeah, it would be kind of crazy. It would be. It's funny because Alabama a few years ago played LSU in in this sort of like rematch game, right? Mm-hmm. It would be. I wanted. I, I, as a fan, I'm kind of wanting to see the perspective. If if something happened to where Ohio State beat Georgia, Michigan beats TCU, and now we got the game as the rematch because that's what they call it for yeah. the national championship. I, I don't think the national fans of college football would ha- would be up in a tizzy like when Alabama had to play LSU. Well, it's always the most watched game every year. Yeah, is that is that game? So yeah, they would be you very st- happy. Did you see the Auburn fans comment? Over here, yeah, we have he's an Auburn fan in chat. My, he says fan, that guy. He's been saying this. He thought that Alabama should have gone in uh, over Ohio State and TCU. Uh, and he thinks that Alabama would drag both Ohio State and TCU. I don't know. Well, that might that might be true. I mean, I mean, yeah. TCU. It's probably true for sure. Sure. But but my question is, what if Alabama had lost three games and they were <laughs> still he- they were and they were still heavily favored to beat TCU? Exactly. State. Should they have gotten I, in? Should they? Have I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's like yeah. you can't. It's like you can't. You can't put people in solely based on. That's well. They're they're heavily favored to beat these teams. You know what I mean. The nice thing is to think that next year is the last year we have to deal with this, because I don't think you're ever going to hear anyone crying over the number thirteen team not getting into the playoffs. It will, the cry won't be as loud. Yeah, you as, just as you move up to like exactly. number four and five because you're gonna say kind of flip flopping. Okay, hey, all the major champions they are in, and pretty much everyone in those conferences that finished second, they're probably gonna get in too. So, and just to really just to pivot before we go into your actual main topic about because I actually, if you listen to the tape, I literally said return to normal after the World Cup, and then we went here, which is hilarious to me. Yeah, but I think the biggest issue with college football moving forward. And your team's in a good space, John, because your coach is kind of adapting in a way that is unique, I think, to most other schools. Uh, All of our little crew was talking about how the NIL deals, that's the way that college athletes can get money, and the transfer portal is probably going to change the game. Yeah. Moving forward, it's already kind of doing it more than like a playoff will. So it's going to be fun to see how all this shakes out, if you will. Well, Coach Prime told his whole team to get into the portal. <laughs> he did. <laughs> and then they he also have. tweeted today. He tweeted. He was like, let me go take a look. What's in that portal? Coach Prime in the house. What's up? There was like, what um, was it? 600 people in there today? Yeah. That, that yeah. filed 400 of them. Yeah. There was a stat I saw that there was 600, over 600 uh, personnel that went to the transfer portal, student athletes that were on full scholarships. Or no, not six. No. Not, the four hundred and seventy or so of those six hundred were on full scholarships, and that that that's a big deal because when you officially declare, the school you were declaring from could strip you of your scholarship. Yeah, in theory, because you're declaring for a transfer, but and then you may not to. get picked up by another school at a full scholarship. So it's a risk. We could go get JT Daniels. Remember when he was going to be Georgia's quarterback? I remember. I do. That. I remember that name. That's <laughs> legit. But John, once college is over and once the World Cup is over, college football, we're going to return to normal, huh? Yeah. That's what I was hoping. 
And look, uh, look, get you need to get ready, ladies and gentlemen, for some old man chat. This is old man talk one hundred. So get on your in, your rocking chairs. <laughs> I, I I think people in the post pandemic world who's been spending two three years working from home <clears throat> have forgotten how to return to work in a professional <laughs> manner. I saw somebody going to work today, walking in with like this button down flannel untucked shirt with holy jeans and tennis shoes on. Oh, I'm wow. like, wow. And that's just, that's just where, that's just where we work. I walked into a UPS store today and you're, I mean, you're supposed to have, there was one employee that had a, that had a UPS polo shirt on with spandex pants and they did not need to be wearing spandex pants. This is no shame because I don't need to be wearing spandex pants. And two, another guy that was in there who was not wearing any semblance of indication that he was working for UPS. He, he was just some guy in pajamas I mean, he looked like he, he rolled out of bed and just walked behind the counter and decided, I'm going to work at UPS today. It is just the most bizarre. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it everywhere. People have forgotten who have decided to go back into work, sure. have decided to, who, 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 they have forgotten how to exist in that space. It is bizarre. I don't know, man. I think it's more of they realize how much that doesn't matter. It doesn't surprise me how much you disagree with me, Sean. <laughs> no, I'm just, well, I, I see your point and I've actually, I don't know. I just, I think of a company like a Google, okay? Yeah. Where you can have tattoos, they can be visible. You can wear your, your band t-shirts and your jeans, but you're a, you're a brilliant person and Google wants you to come in and have fun and work. And I think that's the environment that the post-pandemic world is going to want more than the, I got to wear my button up in my khakis and it's got to be ironed. Look, you, you're right, Sean. You are so brilliant that I want you to work for the UPS store behind the counter. That's well, what I mean, I'm talking And that's the guy I'm, I'm talking about. Not only that, I, I, sh- I forgot to mention the most important part. He had one of these things on. It was one of those Apple headphones, but it was one of these. He was wearing it. Oh, that's the new talking. AirPods. Those are the no, stereo... I yeah. know what they are, but yeah. talking talking to customers and engaging with customers with a line out the door waiting for this guy to hurry up and help whoever was in front of me and he just he just had this he just had the he was he was wearing pajamas, no joke. And look, you want to work for Google and and look like that? That's fine. I don't have to look at you in a store. You're you're sitting behind a desk away from customers, but I mean that's really the, the customer engagement. I mean, I think I think all the <laughs> I'm not and I don't love Chick Fil A like I used to, and one of the reasons is you go it you, you go to Chick Fil A and it's and it's a it's a glorified McDonald's now. Shout out to McDonald's, but it's a glorified McDonald's. There's oh, no there's there's no there's no more. It's like it's like you've pleasure you've, and stuff. You've stuck us in a drive-through line for three years, and we're sick of it. Employee mentality—it's just the most bizarre thing. It's it's and it's everywhere. I I have noticed that the the workforce is different, so I, I want you to know that I definitely understand where you're coming from, for sure. Uh, and I vocally, with my friends, my friends and family, have talked about 
certain issues where I'm like, I don't understand. I, I don't think I'll ever have a problem. And I say this, I understand if, if, if I ever see anybody that shouldn't wear things like you pointed out, I'm going to have a problem with that, obviously. But and Damus, <laughs> what I mean is I don't think that I, I'm going to care about a worker's outfit as long as they get if I go to UPS and I get my box shipped. Yeah, cool. I think that's where things have changed, right? Like where before it was all about appearances and how you're forward facing. And now people are like, look, you want me to do this job? I'll do it effectively, but you're not going to run every little facet of how I have to live my life to be here to earn your paycheck. Because guess what? If you want to do that to me, I'll go find the job somewhere else. And that's, that's the, that's the hardship that they're, they're facing now. Right. A lot of those places. They can't. Well, they can't I mean, do companies like, I mean, I don't know if you've, I mean, you've had to have heard the conversations. Companies mm-hmm. like ours, they're, they're, they're looking at this going the, the way that, the way that our company has been structured over the past three years. They're like, we can't have this anymore. You guys need to come back. Mm-hmm. You got to come back in here and you got to be, and you, I mean, not the people that were already doing it like you guys, you were already doing it pre pandemic. You already, sure. I mean, that was built into the functionality of the company. But 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 leadership in our company will be like, yeah, we got to figure out a way to. Some of are, to but get- they're realizing too they can't do it. Like there are certain areas you just cannot do it. They will. I'm telling you, people will leave you, and they because do not care. In the in the modern, <laughs> everybody's replaceable, Chris. Everybody. Yes, yes, except you, for certain right. people. And they also the the people every. Then how are we disagreeing? I'm I'm sorry. What? No. Well, because because you may hear that things like that are changing in big companies, and they want. Yeah. It to go back to the way it was. The reality is the new normal for a lot of the workforce is to have the flexibility yeah. of a remote t- style, like lifestyle, or at least a flexible schedule where I can maybe come to a, a physical building, you know, I, don't know. I, I think in the next couple of years, people like us who mm-hmm. have that mentality are going to get a rude awakening. I think or so. we'll find, uh, and I'm not saying me specifically. I'm just speaking like if in it's terms like of us. it's like f around mm-hmm. and find out. F a f. I know. I see. <laughs> I guess I would say it's the opposite here, and I can't go into detail. I don't want to go into detail about our own company and why. Yeah, I we can't. Yeah, that. don't do that. But yeah, don't do but that. But I will gladly talk to you about that off uh, off stream, John, if you want, and why I think things are the way they are and what's changing. But still, it is. Uh, I think the big thing that's interesting is it is changing. Like, you know, I don't think anyone could deny that. And that's, I, it's like, you always wonder what's going to shift a, a market, right? In, in the workplace. And, you know, I definitely did not think when we were going home the middle of uh, March, 2020, that that's what was going to happen. But I think it's pretty clear to say it is what happened. Well, it's a, it's a dichotomy for me. Cause I want you oh! to, understand. Oh! I, I, I went home today to work. You don't want to know why? Because there was too many Man. people in the office. It exactly. Was, I couldn't. I couldn't think. Yeah. Crazy. Because because even even when I've been in the office, it's like I'm working from home. Well, you remember there's nobody there. There's nobody. Well, you remember John and I used to work uh, the evening shift at our employer when we first started out, and John never did. But the thing that we liked about that shift was I thought he had. I thought he had. But no. But like the thing we used to like about it is that about 6 p.m. every day, all the management, all the busyness of the workplace just left, and it was the night shift people, and you were kind of just left alone, and you did your work. 
Yep. <laughs> so you put your headphones on and you did what you did yeah. you're in your own little world. You're highly yeah, there's productive. a lot of people who like that, man. There really yeah. is. Uh, it like, but I think that the theme is the world has definitely it's changed. It will continue to change. We'll have a. You've heard the term "new normal." It's it's kind of evolving. I think, mm-hmm. uh, and I think we all still need therapy from having to go through a pandemic. <laughs> I That's think all fair. of our psyches are a little thrown off by it, to be quite honest with you. There's a lot of stress on our way. Um, it's crazy. Right. <clears throat> it's crazy. But what an intro, huh? We went from the World Cup to how people dress at work. And then we talked about other things and stuff. But y'all got anything else? Nah. I'm just glad that the podcast is up and running today and Chris has a voice. That's all I'm saying. Because <laughs> it was hit or miss. It was hit or miss, but everybody in the chat, thank you so much for being here with us. Uh, and I think I think Chris is getting ready to push buttons to go to the other things. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. We've done it. We've arrived at the station that reads topic time situations. What? That is not what it reads. But listen, whether or not you looked at our time marker and you just kind of scrolled right over here to the topic time, the topic for this week, or if you listen to the entire intro, we appreciate you very much. And so what I'll do right now is shut up so our friend Chris can do what he does and properly introduce this week's topic. I don't have music this week, but... uh topic how do you not have that music what was i gonna do forget just go out there and get music i was gonna just go out there and get 40 i was if i had had time i would have gotten 40 samples of jeff Keeley saying hideo kojima (laughs) they have music it's like the preload music like before the show starts love a preload anyways the topic is The Game Awards Predictions! Uh, exactly. Uh, that's what we're talking about. I just, you know, that's what I do. So what we're going to do uh, for this topic is a little different. It's kind of a tradition. Wouldn't you boys agree? Yeah. Uh, we well, we definitely it. want to fill a topic <laughs> for a week. We're like the game awards or E3. <laughs> I was, I, I know, was ready. I, was, I thought, I thought that's what it was going to be to be quite honest with you. And then was, uh, it wasn't. So it's yeah. fine. You know, everything's fine, but we like to play uh future guys and, and tell you guys what we think is going to happen at the game awards. So uh, Chris is going to get us a list. Yeah. We're kind of, We'll kind of go. Uh, we'll kind of go off what we think are going to win. Uh, I'm keeping and we'd love track to hear here. about. Huh? These are going into a vault after tonight. So think about your your choices. Yeah, don't play around with this. Yeah, because uh, I will add this up and tell us how dumb we, we are. We need to know who wins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we want to see how it plays out, and uh, we'd love for your you know your feedback on it as well. Maybe next week uh, sure. to see what your thoughts are on our predictions or the show or whatever. Uh, what day does that air, by the way? It airs this Thursday. Yeah, this Thursday. So this will be uh, next week's show. You can write emails in and say stuff if you want about the Game Awards. 
I don't want to get excited about him, John, but I feel like I'm going to get excited about him again. <laughs> anyway. All right. Do you guys want to start with one of – we're each going to make – Two predictions, and then I have eleven categories that we're gonna we're gonna predict. Eleven, eleven. I kind of. We should to eat think. egos because yeah. you said eleven. Get it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See what yeah. you did. Boo, boo. <laughs> Wednesday's the popular show now, sir. <laughs> it, hey, it really is. Yeah. You're not wrong. I'm not wrong. Uh, do you want to start with the prediction, or you want to just start with uh, one of the awards here? Uh, I'll, I say predictions first okay. and then go into awards categories, but I'm not the sole, you know, All on right. that determination. What do you guys want to do? I don't care. We can do a prediction I'll, now. I want to do whatever Sean. Wants <laughs> that's to do. not fair. Are we going to get food? Cause that's what I want to do. I would you really like want to go get food with I, me. I, I think. What's the matter, guys? <laughs> I think, uh, I think, I think my lovely and beautiful wife. She can go too. Is making chili. I think you should go to Jimmy John, and then I'll come up on the glass window on the outside. <laughs> Y'all got any mayonnaise in there? I got some of that house mayo. I'll look at John. <laughs> I know you're hurting right now. <laughs> I can still feel you. <laughs> so funny. We're funny guys. We're Anyways, funny. uh, yeah, let's, let's start with a prediction. We'll do a prediction now. We'll do a prediction later. How about that? Sound good? What'd you say? Let's do a prediction now. And we'll do a prediction later. Okay. So, what's your first prediction, Sean? Uh, <laughs> I got three written down, and I can only tell you two. So, all right. Yeah. Let's not be negative. Let's start off with the game Hellblade. Okay. I think we're going to get something from Hellblade. I don't know what it is, but I was looking at the last two times we've seen something on the new Hellblade game. Yeah. It has been quite some time. Okay. And let's just call it information. We, it may be a new trailer. It may be gameplay. It might be a release date. Maybe it's none of those, but it's at least mentioned again. So we know it's real and we're going to see it. So you're at thinking some point. it's at least shown. Yes. And it's not just like there's a game called Hellblade. Right, right. I think are we're you... going to get something. Hellblade that... information, trailer, yeah. or release info. Yeah. Go with that. Okay. That works. What about you, John? What's your first prediction? <laughs> um, my prediction is, number one, I believe, I believe that this thing... While it didn't happen earlier this year when everybody thought it would, I believe this thing. Nope. I believe that this thing exists and it's real. Okay. Um, too many people, too many insiders have said that it's real. They've said that they've got it basically in a drag and drop mode. It's in the vault, ready to pop. Yeah. I think. I think if we're not, I. I. I think we're. I think we're going to get an announcement. Four. Mm-hmm. Metroid Prime. Oh remaster Ooh. oh okay or metroid prime remaster trilogy i think most likely it's a remaster of the original game um i'd love to see all three of them i finally play it put yeah i mean you would have, i think you would love these things you do I mean, absolutely oh yeah 100 they are fantastic every single one of them uh but but i think i think this is the year 
that we've got to we've got to see that on the table. They got to they got to do it. <laughs> the, they got to do that for the end of the year. Like I said, it doesn't change the fact that Metro Prime Four doesn't exist. <laughs> but we're definitely, just, we're definitely oh. going to see. We're definitely going to see the the remaster for Prime or the trilogy remaster um, announced at the Game Awards. I can't. Speaking of Prime Four, I can't think of another time I was more happy to talk to you about something I saw video game related. I was in my thirties. Yeah, and then just to know that 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 moment of joy years later has been like, was it real? Did it exist? Never happened. Was it all a dream? Happened. Was it? Was it all a dream? (laughs) (laughs) Um. My first prediction will be that Redfall will have a new trailer, and the most important thing is that it will have a release date at the end of that trailer. Nice. Yeah. I like it. That's yeah. legit. Gotta start having these things, man. It's yeah. gotta have well, what what we don't want <laughs> is twenty twenty three to become this like every game ever released is gonna come out. Mike predicts a PS five pro announcement. <laughs> Yeah, so fans, uh, fans, lit, lit, viewers, Jesus, Sean, get it out on Twitch right now. Our good friend Mike is saying he predicts a PS5 Pro announcement. He has held, Chris, he's held steady on that. He had yes. insider information back during my PS5 debacle. You want some? You want some backlash from your fan base? Yeah. Announce a PS5 Pro. Yes. An- after yeah. this. I- I dare you. I'd be so ticked if they did the that. The pretentiousness of what we believe can, Sony can be. You can barely get it into people's hands. Sean, you know that feeling. Yeah. You can barely get it into people's <laughs> hands as it is. And it's just, sorry, I, I, that sounded like a hostile response. I didn't mean it to be, but I, I, I don't it want, as one about I, like mine. I don't want that to happen. I, I, yeah. That's a hostile beast right there. <laughs> That is nice. Um, Heck himself says he predicts Jedi Survivor will have a trailer <laughs> and gameplay demo with it. That game does not exist. I can tell you. <laughs> not only a trailer, boys, gameplay with it. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? I wonder if I would, that I, release date I, will be, uh, I don't know. Let's go with, uh, let's put a date on it. March 16th? Does that sound like a good day for everyone? <laughs> <laughs> We'll see, man. We'll see. Anybody else before we go into the list? We're giving our Twitch chat an yeah. opportunity to because we are streaming live on Twitch. If you missed that on uh, Twitch.tv yeah. Weekly Games Chat, I don't see right. anything else. Yeah. Let's get to our first award for prediction. This is for, let's see, people at home, you should see these pop up on here. Uh, this is for the nominees for, if this will do it. Or not? One job. Right? Hold on. I relied on seeing what you're going to put up. (laughs) And now. It, like, was working and then it didn't work. That's so funny. Uh, It is funny. Oh, well. It's supposed to be showing right now. I have no idea why it's not. Unless I do this, maybe? Well, can you uh, can you send me a link of the same thing <laughs> you're looking at so I can have a visual? Uh, hold on. I'll just... Here, let's go ahead and do our second prediction. While you do that, I'll fix this. Okay, you'll, you'll t- we're going to go ahead and pivot to a second prediction. Mm-hmm. I predict... This is a no-brainer. 
I believe in some kind of way Hideo Kojima will be involved, either be there or a video, <laughs> That's right? Because they're they're homies. But I, this is my prediction. I think we're going to get something new from him that the the gaming industry is going to make a big deal of. But it's it's just another thing Hideo Kojima is saying he's going to do. Hmm. So wait, you say you're going to get a Hideo Kojima prediction or announcement? appearance, and also something new from that's, him that's not a prediction well, yeah. a statement of fact <laughs> you... he may just be there uh, but i do you know anything yeah exactly do you know anything that he's got on the table right now john that that's all slated to come out well whatever mm-hmm. he's working for for xbox he's got something in the queue for xbox yeah you might see you know that <laughs> that's coming uh okay i like it john i like it I, I hope too. he's there because you guys know how much you love Hideo. Kojima. I love Hideo Kojima. Yeah. I love he's going to be sitting right next to Jade Kirkland. I mean, Jade Raymond. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Haven studios. I can't wait to see what they come up with. Apparently, apparently they're doing something very interesting at Haven with, with the uh, PlayStation. They're creating sort of like a centralized d- developer hub portal. For all of the studios, Naughty Dog and Sony, all of, all of them under Sony's umbrella, and Jade Raymond <laughs> is responsible for that. Hmm. There I you think go. that's incredible. That's awesome stuff. So you know, stuff user tools and things like that that'll make development more efficient and quicker. For sure. Nobody that sounds can. fun. What's your Yay, second? <laughs> what's your second prediction there, John? Uh, Sir. Oh. Oh, me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're only doing two for the night. Yeah, I mean, if you can't get this crap working, we might as well do three. Oh, it's already working now. But okay, so my second prediction—it's working. uh, And we haven't seen a lot of this, uh, a lot, a lot from this lately. It's been a while, but I think, I think in, Uh I think in, I think in the Game Awards, you're going to get a day and date uh, for Spider-Man Two from Insomnia Games. Ooh, okay. Now that seems like a legit prediction. You see how nice I am to you when you predict things that may or may not happen. You're right. right. You're son of a biscuit. I'm a shyster. You're now. You like to throw pot shots, and they're fun. And I I don't mean anything by it. I know you don't. Over the years, I realized you most of the time that you don't mean anything. Well, Chris will tell you this, Sean. This is why I don't have many friends. I know you. You're like you have friends. Yeah. Is this breaking news? Um, what you got, Chris? My next one is not going to be a a one that is uh lovely to hear, but you will get a new Starfield trailer. But at the end, it will say "coming holiday 2023." It will not hit its mark. It will not release in the first half of this year. It will come in the fall, I think. Yeah, at least the fall. Yeah, probably November of next year. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Buckle up for that one, folks. All Buckle right. up, Buttercup. All right. I think I've got this working now. So, All right, let's see if you do. This will be nice. So, first up, we have ongoing game nominees. Hey, there they are. <laughs> John, as he's getting the nominees, uh, we have two remarks about your friends and why you don't have any. Um, one is from our friend Mike, who says you don't have friends because you won't play video games with them. That's a personal shot and not warranted. Hashtag facts. All right. And then uh, the average Joey says, same here, John. All my friends are full size, unfortunately. Oh. 
Uh, okay, so your nominees for best ongoing are oh. Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy XIV Online, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. What you all think is going to win here? I am. Didn't divided. 14 win last year? I think it did, yeah. I just don't know if it's going to be as popular as it was last year. Like, last right. year was its it moment, right? This is online game of the year? Yeah, the no, ongoing this is on, game. Ongoing. So a game that... Ongoing. Could, yeah. That has... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, it, it, I, I'm... Okay, sorry. Go ahead. I am going to predict Fortnite. <laughs> just, just a guess here. The Final Fantasy fourteen should win. Because mm-hmm. it out of all these, it's the best that continues to go. Fortnite's popular, but I'm going to eliminate those two because F- Final Fantasy won last year. Uh, Fortnite is is Fortnite or whatever. Um, I'm thinking I'm thinking Jensen Impact. Hmm. Is that your locking in? No, I'm not locking it in. I think I'm going to lock in Destiny Two, boys. All right, let's do it. Let's go. Destiny Two is locked in. Destiny 2, John? Uh, I'm going to lock in Genshin Impact for Ooh. sure. I think, uh, and this this might be, I think I think, I think think Genshin is an insanely popular game across yeah. the world. Yeah, um, that's true. And and I think, once again, you, you heard me talk about it last year, folks. I'm sorry, but it'll happen again. I think you're going to see a lot of advertisers from Chinese publishers, Tencent, and the like, and there's going to be sort of a you know, sort of a pressure to yeah, award, uh, put some award up there for them. And I think it's definitely going to be Genshin Impact. So you heard it here first. All right. So point we got, goes to me. We've each got a different one here. I got Fortnite. John's got Genshin Impact and Sean took Destiny 2. Next up, we have best multiplayer game. Nominees are Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Multiverse. Overwatch 2, Splatoon 3, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. I really wish I could say it's going to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, because that was a really fun time. Um, I'm tempted to go multiverse. Because of its insane popularity at first? Yeah, like how big it was. Everyone, I think, tried that. Which is like on the flip side, I think a lot of people love Overwatch 2 played Overwatch 2, right? But I think like the the games press side, I don't think they did. Yeah. I'm gonna lock in and it's it's one of these things where when you see a Nintendo game, mm-hmm. uh they very rarely I I feel like they give them they throw them a bone. They kind of put them in a in a in a, a thing like this, mm-hmm. give them some love. Plus, Splatoon 3 is solid. I'm going to lock in Splatoon 3 as the best multiplayer. All right. And, John, where are you Although, as John gets ready to talk, I could see that they give the love to Call of Duty. I don't know why. I just could see that happening. That would actually anger me. But go ahead, John. My bad, man. No, you're good. I think... um... I, I was I'm tempted on Splatoon three to lock that in, but I don't I don't think it's gonna get, get enough votes for mm-hmm. that. Um I'm with I'm with you, Sean, on your hunch um for Call of Duty. I mean they've already 
uh, they've already broken what 25 million mm-hmm. worldwide users across the world playing it right now. So I mean, I think I think the wind is behind their back. Okay. So I think it's I think it's going to be Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. That's two points for John. Let's keep <laughs> this going. Uh, for the record, Hague says they think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles by a mile. I think so. if it came out, I think it had it would have had a shot if it came out yesterday. You know what sure. I mean? Sure. And Maybe. by yesterday, I don't mean yesterday for literally, but I think it's too far out of mind. But but the experience that the love, I'm thinking that enough people play it and continue to play it to want to vote for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair. Because yep. people are going to vote for the game of the year for a game that came out in February. I would say Splatoon three is is the likely winner if Overwatch and Call of Duty split the vote. Cool, like it. It could definitely happen. Okay, but I won't lock that in. Well, that'll be Sean's locked in. <laughs> All right, so it will be multiverse for me, Call of Duty for John, Splatoon three for Sean. And next up, one of my favorites is of course best role playing game. Nominees are Elden Ring, Live a Live, Pokemon Legends Arceus, Triangle Strategy, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I I feel like I'm going to just go and say Elden Ring, and I don't need to justify it. And if you yeah, guys want me to just I, go ahead and copy and paste that, this I'll... Is, <laughs> this is going to be the one of the... If they announce this in the order kind of we're doing, this is going to be one of the first times you hear Elden Ring's name. Yeah. Even though I think from an RPG standpoint, mm-hmm. uh, there are some solid contenders up there that really wouldn't surprise me if any of the other ones won. I was happy for Live a Live. I, I love yeah, that Yeah, to game. get some love, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a fun one. Um, but yeah, I just can't see it. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles three, I'm sure will probably be in second place out of this, but yeah. I don't, how do you know? I'm with Elden Ring too. Yeah. Is it John? Elden Ring all, is it Elden Ring all around? Cause it's, it's Elden Ring by a mile for me. Okay. Elden Ring. Even though it didn't have to have a great onboarding experience, huh, boys? <laughs> so well, I can a- guarantee you Xenoblade probably has a worse onboarding experience. <laughs> it, it's no. onboarding was you should have you played just- one and two first. <laughs> <laughs> the onboarding is, look, you're just going to do stuff for 90 hours, and then then you're going to know what this is all about. Yeah, that's like, right. I, was, I never felt like my brain hurt more ever than playing Elden Ring. Mm. That's funny. I don't know what to do. Where do I go? I'm so I, en- I enjoyed the heck out of it. I just... <laughs> Like I told you that story about that bloody dude, bloody, yeah, what's no. his name? Bloody Rick or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane, man. All right. Uh, so that was the first time we all agreed today. Let's see. Yeah. We want to I mean, stay away from that for the, you know. No, I mean, uh, if you, if we agree, we agree. No, I mean like if yeah. it happens organically, sure. But like for the yeah. standings and the possible points. True. You know, uh, but I guess that, we already have a couple of curveballs out there. Next up is Action Adventure, and the nominees are A Plague's Tale Requiem, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and one close to Sean and I's heart, Tunic. I'd like to see Tunic got some love. Uh, It has no shot, but I'm very happy that got it. Um... I think it's between God of War and Horizon, as you kind of debate as well. I honestly could see Plague's Tale 
I, I'm, I feel like Plague's Tale is going to get love in one of these categories. I just don't know what it is, right? This is action-adventure, and I know that game does have some yeah. action and adventure, but, but not on the scale of Ragnarok or Forbidden West. Watch watch something like Stray win. <laughs> if Stray wins, oh, I'm just going to turn my TV off. It's done. Well, you'll turn your computer off because we're streaming oh, live man, on Stray's, YouTube. Stray's great. But action adventure compared to the rest of these games, right? I put Stray over a Plague Tale as far as action adventure for sure. For, oh. for the best yeah. action adventure game, combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving, is there a ton of combat? Would you say um, in Stray, John? Combat, because I could Meow. say that is, uh, that's yeah. very true I mean, for the rest of these. I, there's about as much combat as a Plague Tale. Playsale has playing combat. That's I. <laughs> oh, okay. He did what the he did the there's, thing. There's about as much. Yeah, he did the thing. Okay. I'm going. I'm locking in God of War, and it's not because I'm currently playing it. I also played Horizon and Tunic mm-hmm. on this list. Uh, I just think God of War, as far as an action adventure, I mean, like it's epic. Mm-hmm. So, followed closely by Forbidden West, though. John. This is uh this is gonna be God of War's consolation prize. This is God Ooh, of War's that's a tease right there, boys and girls. All right. I think we're all in agreement then. God of War will take this home. I agree. I mean, I think it's just too popular right now. <clears throat> it's in the moment, right? Uh okay. So sorry to stray and tunic. Tunic's amazing. It might Tunic show up on really one of our lists. You know what Tunic, I'm saying? Tunic, I feel bad because there is this thing, and you'll see it as you go on, like Tunic, Sifu, a couple of our things. Like, if you're just looking at it, you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron Bishop asked, why does John hate God of War? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you'll see, like, yeah. the smaller indie games that came out the first half of the year, like, no one remembered. And I don't know why. Yeah. Because it's been a weird year, bro. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't know why either. Yeah. Okay. Next up is best action game. Wait, didn't we just do that? No. <laughs> uh, the nominees are in hell on. Let me put this up so that we can see. I more. don't think God of War is going to win best action adventure game. Translation, uh, John hates God of War. I, no, I think that's a carryover. I think Cam's listened to the last few episodes or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, if, you, if you get hate out of my conversation about God of War, you're not listening. Oh. Uh, he doesn't have ears that are clean. Anyways, best action <laughs> game. Uh, and this is for the best game in the action genre focused primarily on combat. Bayonetta 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Neon White. Sifu, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. Mike, you spelled Mayo wrong. Um, I actually think Mike, it's between Bayonetta and Sifu. I think to be quite honest, from an act, Chris, think -hmm. about the combos you had to do in that game. Sifu is a great action game. Yeah. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, if we laugh and you hear us on the recording laugh, our chat is saying funny stuff. Um, Mike, Mike is lit tonight. Yeah, <laughs> Mike took For the a nap experience, today. If you don't, if you don't want to come see us, you should just come hang out with Mike. Y'all have a good time. <laughs> Sifu is not um, a real game. 
So, uh, who's has anybody made any predictions? I'm sorry. I'm gonna say, even though I haven't played it, I know it's full of action. I'm saying Bayonetta three, but I'm going to play that game before the year's over. So you're going Bayonetta three, locking in, locking it in. Okay. Oh man, this is hard. John, why we play Bayonetta three with me yet? <laughs> is it multiplayer? The sad part is no. we all, all three of us have that game. Yeah. So I just sad. haven't started it yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually replaying one and two. <laughs> Are you really? Yeah. Cause that makes sense. Well, there, the, the, those, those two games are awesome on switch. They run at 60 frames. Yes. Both of them. Amazing. Three. I, probably not. <laughs> I traded in my, uh, Bayonetta disc that had the two with it. Mm-hmm. And now I want to rebuy that again for that same reason. and cannot find it for less than $4,000. John Mike, that, ge- that, that comment sounds like a threat. Probably. It really does. Let John play. <laughs> Let John play a game with. Don't you. worry about it, John. I got it. <laughs> That's, That's what will happen. So is you, it, um, I got Bayonetta. Yeah, I'm not picking that. Oh, Neon White's not popular enough. I could see Ninja Turtles getting the nod here. That's kind of what I'm between a seafood. I really and could. That. Um. John, do you have one yet? I don't think I think for I think I don't think anybody's going to give Bayonetta three the love it deserves. Hmm. It's just it, I don't know if you th- if you consider who's voting for these things. I, I don't I think I think Bayonetta three and the negativity around it kind of left a sore bad taste in people's mouth. Um, but the critical darling in this list is Neon White. Yeah, um, and I think I think that's I think that's going to get it. Oh, okay. I am gonna go. It's with... a game. It's a game that looks completely uninteresting to me. I just, but I, I think it's. I've I think Chris. A... I think you. I think you bought it. Um, I do. A few weeks ago. Yeah, I've played a little bit of it. It's interesting. It's very yeah. Japan. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's it's definitely different because it wasn't exactly what I was expecting. You know what? I'm gonna change it. Um, if you don't mind, I think it's uh-huh. TMNT. Okay. I think the I think the I think the biggest conversation piece of the year was TMNT in this category. I I think it got more internet buzz than anything else. One of two things is going to happen: either the fact that Sifu kind of got screwed out of a few things, they will give the this. It's not a real game, Chris. <laughs> because it did get screwed out. Like the biggest one you will come up on art direction. I don't know how that that game did not get nominated for it. Is tons of art direction, way more than most. Um, but the other hand, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles nostalgia. I think I'm with you, John. I think I'm gonna have to go with that. It's a safer bet. So Sean is Sean, on his own Sean, with Bayonetta three. You want to change your vote, Sean? No, I no, like mixing you it locked up. it in. If you lock it in. Uh, yeah. You lock it in. I locked in that uh, the game of the year where we killed the uh, stuffed animal. Yeah that one year and everybody thought i was dumb and it won what yeah what's that we both murdered <laughs> that <laughs> john doesn't understand he doesn't all know. right best indie game this ought to be interesting cult of the lamb neon white sifu stray and tunic so four really good nominees in a game about a cat 
I'm going Tunic. Mm-hmm. But I, I agree. I'm seeing chat say that Colt's popularity is kind of a thing. I would not be shocked if Colt of the Lamb won, but I'm going to pick Tunic. All right. Both Haig Haig also agrees with Tunic. Um, Tunic was amazing. Hint. Hint. I think Tunic should win, but or Colt of Lamb. I think Stray will win. I'm going to lock that. Oh, little. Oh, yeah. Give us a little some kitty love. I don't know I, why. Uh, I'm gonna lock in Tunic. I think that's. I think that's where they win. I think. Um, I oh. think Tunic's been, and, and I think of all these games, I think Tunic has remained in the conversation all year, like hmm. TMNT. Fair. All right. So I've got Stray, and you two guys got Tunic. Next up, we have best performance. There's a demon cat right there. Look at that. <laughs> uh, for best performance, we have Ashley Birch for Horizon Forbidden West. Played Aloy. Uh, Charlotte McBurney for Plague's Tale Rec Room as Amicia. Um, Christopher Judge as Kratos in God of War Ragnarok. Main Engage as I can't remember the name of the girl in the Immortality. And Sonny Soljic. <laughs> As Atreus in God of War Ragnarok. I'm trying to think. I don't think Judge won when they were up in 2018. Hmm. I think, Sean, you're muted. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I am muted. And that signal you gave me to signify that, I should have picked up on like a pro. Um, I think it's possible because of how important the voice work is on a game like Plague Tale that Charlotte wins, but I also could see them giving a nod to Christopher Judge. I'm going to need to think about this one. Although on the same token, I can see them giving some love to Sonny because Atreus in this game had a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But then again, here I go. Oh, Ashley, uh... Birch. Birch. Aloy, she was amazing in her game. Yeah. She was always good. This is a tough one. I'm locking in main engage for immortality. I just think. I'm going with Charlotte. I don't know where else they're going to have an opportunity to honor this game, and that's generally what these games win is best performance. Because, I mean, she is. She's legit. Yeah, she's the center of that game. I'm so. going to do Charlotte uh, McBurney because and kind of the same token you said, although I will see probably Plague Tale win something else, but she, I think she was really good in this game. Okay. John? I just think the votes are going to fall in judges' favor. Okay. That's not a bad ideology. I like it. Okay, so you're going for Kratos. I'm going for Immortality, and Sean is going for Plague's Tale on that. All right. What is next? Hey, John's favorite thing. Score and music. Oh, let's see what we got here, boys. We've got Plague's Tale Requiem. (laughs) Metal Hellslinger. Elden Ring. God of War Ragnarok. Metal Hellsinger. And Xenoblade Chronicles 3. 
I just like that the composer for God of War is first name is bear yeah (laughs) i gotta be honest i uh i've only played two games on this list and that kind of sucks but i i i did not and it was probably because of how hard elden ring was in every other facet of that game sure but god of war's music is amazing all the different zones how it changes i'm going god of war on this one okay I think it will be between Plague's Tale and Elden Ring, just because I don't think the God of War Ragnarok soundtrack is so unique from the 2018 one. It's right? not. You're right. It's yeah. not. Did it win that one, though? I think it did. <clears throat> I do think that one. Um, I think it's going to be back-to-back champion then, buddy. It's it's one of those things where I'm like, <sighs> like Elden Ring is, I'm like, Again, if you were going to honor Plague's Tale, where do you do it at? This isn't a bad place to do it because it does have an amazing score to it. I mean, there's an actual Requiem in there. (laughs) But, oh. I think Elden Ring. I'm going to go with Elden Ring. Yeah, I'll lock that in. I really think Tunic should have been on this one because Tunic's music was amazing. For sure. John? John John's in deep thought, ladies and gentlemen. He's got his thumb I mean, perched on his chin. I mean, I he think, is death metal. I think John. Elden. I think Elden Ring mm-hmm. is a very safe bet. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to split the baby, I, I mean, I, I've I don't remember too much of Elden Ring's music, but I remember being very. I remember being very enthralled in a Plague Tales atmosphere because of its music. So. Just kind of as go. a pers- personal preference, I'll go with a Plague Tale. Nice, I like it. I think I mean, a lot of people you know, will think I, yeah. I hate God of War, so I just can't. You do hate oh, God of War and you hate music, so this one was very tough for you. Yeah. I thought you were going to go with Mel Helsinger just because you know you're a death metal. Mel Helsinger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, now we have. Uh, sometimes I have to like. There it is. Best art direction. Your nominees are Elden Ring, God <laughs> of War Ragnarok, <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West, Scorn, and Stray. I feel like Scorn would be like the indie bet, if you will. Like if this was like music, I'd be like, man, that 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 art direction is so like cool, man. But I think Stray is going to win this one because of the everything I saw on Stray looks so amazing from a visual standpoint. Hmm. Okay. So I'm locking it in as Stray for art direction. I'm just going to say Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah, Elden Ring for me too. Yeah. Cuz I I you know I I played it early in the year, but I will never forget the imagery of things you see off in the distance, like that big celestial tree. And uh, you just, you know, am I, am I imagining that I saw that? No, the reason no. I, I'm like, like no, it was there. Panic. Yeah. I just, I'm like, yeah, this, this game, you know, or just, just had too much. It was so, beauty. it was such a, I'd never, software I've, I've art never seen style. an open world look like that before. That is, the, to me, it was just like nothing new. 
if that the, makes sense. The part that got me the most was, uh, you know, you go and you could play this game for like 20 hours, right? And all of a sudden, for the first time, you find the elevator that takes you to the, the nether realm below, right? Like, and all of a sudden, it's like this night sky and <laughs> all this just beautiful angelic angelic things with like almost this lost elf civilization appearing before you. And I was like, how have I been playing this game for 20 hours? And I'm just now seeing this. And it's like so well designed. And I'm thinking there are so many people who will never see this in this game because they won't. Yeah, it's, it's exactly that why sucks. Chris hated breath of the wild. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the amount of detail, it's crazy. I, and I, in chat, Heg is saying, uh, he gave a nod to Trek to Yumi. Yomi, I mean, yeah, that game's art direction was amazing. Again, like the art direction thing, like going back to the nominees, like again, he's actually she had two, right? He got two. I think that was right. First off, for score and and music, how the heck Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles didn't get nominated is absolutely right because that has an awesome soundtrack with yes. awesome covers of those songs. But two, yeah, on this list. I don't think of Horizon Forbidden West. I really don't think of no. Art Direction. I think of Sifu and I think also Trek to Yumi. Like Trek to Yumi is not a great game, but the art direction in that game is amazing. Like, yeah, amazing. I wouldn't have put that Horizon Forbidden West or Stray on here. I would have taken those two off and put those two games. See, on and I think Stray's gonna win because it looks amazing. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe you're That's right. That's crazy. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, let's see next up. Uh, and man, I forgot to actually I'm missing one here. So one job, right? I just realized I didn't put it on there. Snippy time. <laughs> uh, we'll go to it right now too. Okay. Narrative. Who's got the best story? And again, this is one that doesn't make sense, but okay. A play sale requiem. Elden Ring. <laughs> God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Immortality. Uh, I have no idea why Elden Ring is on this game. No one talks about Elden Ring and talks about the narrative of it. But <laughs> voters. Well, 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 narrative and script aren't necessarily the same thing. I mean... You never, you never see at the Oscars best narrative. You see best screenplay. Sure. So narrative to me is more like the journey it takes you. The when when they let, I mean, one of the things about a game that allows the imagery to tell the story that's still a narrative. You know what I mean? It's it's not like it's not like you're giving dialogue. But it does to me, that's to me that's not narrative. Narrative can, can narrative is Bioshock when you're reading. When you're reading the audio logs, that's narrative. Reading sure. Dead Space with its imagery of looking at the wall and saying, "Cut off their limbs." That's narrative to me. You know, it can be narrative can be simplistic, but effective. It does mention storytelling in the description of the uh, award. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and lock it in since y'all are beating around the bush. I'm sorry. What did Chris say? I, I, I missed it. <laughs> he said this, the in the description it mentions story, storytelling. Telling. Yeah. And I just don't yeah, think story, that, storytelling is storytelling is war and peace and Dr. Seuss. They're, mm -hmm. they're, they're, it's storytelling. Yeah. That, that's, I mean, you're not wrong. I just don't think people are playing Elden Ring for story or narrative, like outside of 
a few hardcore people that really dig into it. Most yeah. of us, they're just like going like, okay, where do I go next? What do I fight? Yeah, I'm going God of War Ragnarok 100%. Yeah. That storytelling um, in that game is amazing. I think it's God of War versus Plague's Tale versus Immortality. I don't think Immortality will be popular. I could see Plague Tale for sure. Yeah, I think God of War. It's too fresh. I think God of War wins it. I'm going to go with Ragnarok as well. Ooh, three God of Wars. But you you hate it. That's what they say. (laughs) Confirmed. All right. What do I hate more? God of of War or Jade Raymond? (laughs) Ooh. Hideo Kojima. (laughs) Hideo Kojima. I hate everything. (laughs) All right. Next up. Everything is awesome. Everything is stupid. (laughs) Dichotomy, dichotomy, dichotomy. (laughs) Best game direction. Elden Ring. God of War Ragnarok. Horizon Forbidden West. Immortality. Stray. Elden Ring. Uh, yeah. Elden Ring. Yeah, I'm with you too. I think Elden Ring. You almost signed in to vote just then, buddy. <laughs> John, I'm going to give it to Immortality. Ooh, okay. You know, because I think you know he had to direct that sex scene. It was probably tough. wait. There's a there's a scene in that game. There's many sex scenes in that game. Hey, PlayStation, download that game. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let me expand Uh, this out so that the final nominee can be seen. I think this is. I think this is where immortality gets gets some love. Hopefully, because it's certainly not narrative. (laughs) (laughs) All right, funny. And finally, I do. Finally, gentlemen, looking. We have like it. Game of the Year. Oh! A Plague's Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Just go ahead and Chris is voting for Elden Ring. Yeah, I think it, I personally think it's three. I think it's Plague Tale, Elden Ring, or God of War. Mm -hmm. You don't think it's Xenoblade Chronicles 3? No, but I mean, all of these are great games. And Stray. Yeah, I didn't play that game. Oh, I bet I would have liked it like John does, though. I don't know. Who you got, John? Chris is 100% Elden Ring on everything. I, it's 100, it, it is 100% without a doubt Elden Ring. Mm. I think, I think and here we go. I think God of War has lost m- momentum very quickly. As far as, <laughs> as, far as, as, far as I don't think so at all. That's funny. Uh, I, I think, I think, yeah, I think you're, I think you're, I think there's whispers out there of like, you know, narrative wise, well deserving of any type of accolade it gets, but. I think this is dad, sad dad simulator two Ragnarok. So, hey, uh, unsurprisingly, disagree with you wholeheartedly, John. 
Uh, and I also, <laughs> I, I, it's a hundred percent probably going to Elden Ring, but F that game. Okay. I'm going God of War Ragnarok. All right. Kratos till I die, homie. Ride or die, Kratos. Ride or die. Ride or die. All right. So for those keeping. But I do, I think something like Stray could win that one. Jeez. <laughs> I don't even know why Stray's in the list. <laughs> All right. Hold on here. Prediction saved. So let me just look real quick. We have one running a pivot table on our answers real quick, buddy. Well, I was just wondering. <laughs> um of, <He> is. <laughs> so of the categories, we had three where we agreed completely. I like of, it. I, yeah. I like that. So narrative. I we're all smarter, dumb idiots when it comes to narrative, <laughs> action, adventure, and RPG. <laughs> um, yeah, but the rest of it should be quite interesting. Once again, if you just joined us here on the stream, our predictions. I predict that there will be a Redfall trailer with a release date and that there will also be a trailer for Starfield. But the shocker will be that the release date is a window for holiday 2023. John, thanks for getting a Metroid Prime remaster announcement. Uh, and also the day and date release for Spider-Man 2 from Insomniac. And then finally, Sean thinks there'll be some Hellblade information, like a trailer or a release date. And that Hideo Kojima will make an appearance and have an announcement of some sort. Something new that we have no idea about. Like a new podcast he can do. Yes. <laughs> Something uh, just so Hideo Kojima. Yeah, right. So we shall see. Uh, basically, guys, I'm going to give us two points each if we get our predictions right, and then every award will be one point. Okay? And I'll right. tally those up, and if you tune in next week at some point, I will let everyone know who won. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Dun. Want to do should- some news? <laughs> We can do some news, yeah. Okay. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News! News. (laughs) Send news. No, (laughs) guys, send more Elden Ring. Please. Are you going to play this, by the way? Me? Am I? No, Chris. Yeah. What do you think? So it's gonna. You're oh, already 150 they're hours, like, man. They're loading me up to like so bad this past week, where it's like, oh yeah. By the way, you want to play some Witcher Three with ray tracing now? <laughs> you want to? Ah, so do, dude. I bought that game for 7.99 just so I could get the next gen update. Nice. I'm in. I'm, I'm um, so in. Are you playing? Did you got PC? <laughs> PC or did you get no, a console? On Xbox. Okay. All right. Uh, but anyways, more Elden Ring from software has confirmed that Elden Ring will re- will be receiving DLC called Coliseum, and it will be available on December 7th for free. Hey, for those listening to this in audio form, that's today. So, you know, when you hear me say this, you could go to your Steam right now and download this DLC for free. Uh, quote, come forth, warriors, and bask in the glory of the Coliseum. 
the Coliseums of Limgrave, Lyondell, and Khalid will open their gates, allowing players to engage in battles such as duels, free-for-alls, and team fights. End quote. This DLC will add new PvP modes and will let players face off in the grand arenas around the lands between. In other news, Dark Souls creator Miyazaki has, quote, no idea what made Elden Ring. Quote, it's true that sales were higher than those of our previous games, but I have no idea what the reason was. So even if I wanted to reproduce that success, I wouldn't be able to. I could tell them. It's the fact that for once, if something was just destroying me, I could go left and do 10 million other things besides having to get past that one Dude, thing. It pulled people like me into the game and yeah. literally was really excited to play it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was either, but it had like sort of an it factor. For sure. That drew me in. Yeah, I don't know how much I'll play this because it is a PvP thing. And I'll be honest, I don't play these for PvP. I, I don't. I don't do the things that allow people to invade me, right? Like, because, you know, if you summon someone into your world, like if I were to be like, hey, John, come play together and we'll do co-op, then you have to be okay with the idea that someone could invade us. Um, But it's still a really cool idea. And I just think about how I would totally, and I shouldn't think like this, but totally get hammered by all my friends because yeah. they are so much better than me in this game. Probably. You just yeah. got to put 300 hours in. I don't want to. It's so frustrating. Is it worth the payoff? Potentially, but man. It's like you would go in against me and Mike and you'd find out you're the gardener Menchu of the group. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. John, are you going to fire up some more Elder Ring for this to go in there and be John Rambo? That is my hope. Um, oh, but, I'll go play John Rambo. But Chris, I haven't played since. February, January, right. February, whenever it came out. Um, February, March. What? Let's pretend that I've never played before, and I'm wanting to get back into, and I'm wanting to play it for the first time. What is my, what is my um, character? What do I do? Oh, you were you were a wizard or something like that. Right? <laughs> yeah, I was a mage. Um, mage. That's what I, I said. Mage. You did say mage. Yeah. You said mage. Yeah, I was a mage. Is mage a, is mage a good character class? Yeah, I mean, they all have their, their. I know that, Chris. <laughs> you know, they look. There are certain ones that are way, way harder, but you couldn't go wrong with Mage. I think um, some of the ones that people really like it. If you know, for you, I would say like the Ninja or the Samurai one, right? Like, go Ninja, go Ninja, go. Well, just because you played Sekiro, so you actually know a lot of those mechanics pretty well. Uh, correction, uh, that was he, a Shinobi. Uh, correction, John beat Sekiro. No, yes, he did. So he not only played it, ladies and gentlemen. No one should listen to the chat, by the way, because that person didn't beat Elden Ring. Um, Who's they playing just, stuff in the chat? It's a guy that, you know. Oh, they nerfed him. Yeah. Did they really nerf that build? Oh, well, Chris the, had a specific well, build as a mage. That's let's put it this way. About. Everything gets nerfed eventually. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not. See, John, nerfing so you play, is. So you, <laughs> so you played it on easy. No. Mike thinks that like the thing is, I had to work to get that build up. And two, it was like on some people, yes, I could destroy them, but there were many other things that were just completely would wreck me. 
you know. Chris, remember on the street is you were one-shotting bosses. There are some that you definitely can one-shot. Well, see, I was playing, I was watching you um, on stream one night playing a, a beefy boss. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, he's like this wizard. He's what is he gonna do? Shake his wand at him? I'm like, and then I go, oh. Oh, he is. He is Gandalf. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. the thing is, like, you did everyone not let him pass. <laughs> the thing, like, everyone's like, oh man, it's such an easy build. I'm like, no, nah, man, you weren't there for all the work that went in to get that build to where it was. It's not easy. It's not simple. Dude, you know? I don't like that that I want to like this game. And I yeah. just can't because it's hard. It was a blockbuster. Yeah. Uh, speaking yeah. of blockbusters, we all reminisce about how much we love blockbuster. Uh, but I'm going to explain <laughs> to you why not only did we really not miss blockbuster, but we also need to look at Sony like such. Microsoft is speaking out again on why the proposed deal is, quote, good for gamers, right? We've talked about this deal for many weeks, so hopefully you've paid attention and took notes. But the Wall Street Journal posted an op-ed by Microsoft President and Vice Chairman Brad Smith. Here's the quote. Sony has emerged as the loudest objector. It's as excited about this deal as Blockbuster was about the rise of Netflix. Think about how much better it is to stream a movie from your couch than to drive to Blockbuster. We want to bring that sort of innovation to the video game industry. He went on to remind everyone that Xbox remains in third place in console gaming, stuck behind Sony's dominant PlayStation and, of course, the Nintendo Switch. So there you go, guys. Now, all of a sudden, Sony is blockbuster, per Brad Smith. That's clever tactic. <laughs> but how mad do you think blockbuster is right now? Well, like, bro, leave well, us alone. Well, like, I, don't, know. I, don't know, I don't know what idiot decided to allow him to write this op-ed piece and say <laughs> that. Because, I mean, here's what I mean, the FTC is watching and listening for everything Mm -hmm. you've got. You've got Microsoft on one hand going, no, this is not this is we're in third place. This we're we're not here to create Mm. this monopolistic business. But on the but on the other hand, you're comparing PlayStation to a company that went out of business. And you're referring to what you're doing as the Netflix that put them out of business. Right. What is this? Jim Ryan's going. I wouldn't say something like that. Uh, I mean, this is the most. This is the most. You think Jim I, Ryan I, would say that? That's the point. Jim Ryan is, is no. Chris going, went. Ah. No, I mean, I think in the sense of it being like a negative thing, because like to me, the way it's saying no, is it, like Blockbuster is the old school that only cared about itself, and Netflix was the innovative company that thought about the future and won. You know, and it's like. In the end, the consumer is the one who benefits. So that's what they're trying to frame themselves as. Is like, look, PlayStation they, just wants. They failed. Yeah, they failed because this is Chris trying to thread a needle. <laughs> no, I mean it, it's I can, true. I can, I can, I can. No, I can. T- I can tell you, I relate completely to what you're saying. Yeah. I can imagine that that's the point. Maybe they were trying to make, mm-hmm. but you got to be all. All people think about is the. Is is the blockbuster doesn't exist anymore analogy? Mm-hmm. That's what people. I mean, there's a documentary on Netflix called The Last Blockbuster. That's a great documentary, by the way. You should watch. Also, it. a TV show. I I I, I, I said I hope I said blockbuster is what I meant to say. <laughs> Check the tape, but um, but I, I just I just think optically this was such. It, yeah. I mean, the FTC is watching everything. They're listening to everything. They're listening to what they say. Mm-hmm. They're listening to how they phrase the debate. And Microsoft has decided to make Sony enemy number one 
in their way. But <laughs> it looks like this op-ed is now enemy number one in their way. You don't, if you're trying to make a merger like this happen, I'm not saying it's going to blow the deal, Chris. Okay. Yeah. But if, if you're, if you're, if you're Microsoft, this is the last kind of comparison you want to make to a company. You're calling them obsolete, being destroyed by somebody coming. So, so this validates what they assume is Sony's concern, which it's not, that's not Sony's Mm. concern. Call of duty has been their concern. Sure. I just think duty. I don't know. I think I just, I just think this was the worst analogy you could have come up with in the wall street journal. I think the reason they're doing this is that, you know, of course there's been the rumors that some people, at least that the FTC are open to the idea of a lawsuit right in this thing. So it's kind of like, Hey, we're going to throw this right on you. We're going to come at it because we think if you're going to do this, we're going to, this is how we're framing against you because you're, you're starting to frame it up for a judge, which is what it would likely come down to. And I think that's where they feel confident, right? They feel confident. If you put it in front of a judge, it's like, it's, it's going to be really hard for a judge to say that Microsoft, because of this one deal, all of a sudden has a monopoly on the, uh, on the whole entire, you know, industry, right? It just doesn't add up. No, so, listen, so you're trying was, to, you're what trying to, what you're trying to frame is, is you're trying to frame it right now of like, Hey, the only reason people are standing in the way of this is that they are just concerned about themselves and they don't care about the consumers. That's what you're trying to frame it as you're trying to say they're out of touch and old. We're hip and new. Is it the right thing? I don't know, but I don't think it matters. Cause like I said, it's going to come down to how how much does the FTC really feel like they want to go through with this, this lawsuit? Right. Cause I don't think it would go well for them, but who knows? It wouldn't go well. Yeah. I'm not, I, I'm, I said, I said monopolistic. I didn't say monopoly. Yeah. Uh, the, that. You said that. Well, you use the word monopoly in your, in, in your phrasing of it. I mean, it, it, to me, it's just, this is, I don't think if the if the FTC sues, they have nothing to lose for suing them. They might, I mean, they might lose, but it's not like they're gonna get squashed into the ground like some bug. They'll yeah. lose and they'll go on to their next thing. It's Microsoft who has what has the most to lose here. You know, know. all all the FTC can do is challenge it and succeed or fail. It, there's no there's no monetary consequences to that. Well, I there's think monetary the, consequences to Microsoft. Well, I think um, the 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 potential challenge on that is them potentially setting up a precedent like where for future things for the FTC where you're like, okay, we tried that and we got egg on our face. Right. And you go, it's going to make them consider harder what they have to fight the next time. Um, so who knows? Okay. Well, the stakes are going to be raised. Boom! <laughs> Just like Xbox's prices, yeah. Uh, Xbox is getting ready to raise game prices for first-party titles from sixty dollars to seventy dollars. "Quote: This price reflects the content scale and technical complexity of these titles. As with all games developed by our teams at Xbox, they will also be available with Game Pass the same day they launch." Earlier in the year, Phil Spencer shared the warning that company that the company wouldn't be able to hold its $60 price tags forever. Sean, I want you to know that I maximized the letters on my screen so that I could read this a lot better. It's going You're doing better. great today, champ. You really Thanks. are. I don't Let's like do when it. you bring me bad news like this, though, because 
I feel like if now if I play a game on Xbox, I gotta play it on Game Pass. They're gonna raise that price too. Yeah, he what? They're gonna raise the price, John. It's possible. It's possible. But and and look to to Phil's credit, he he gave us a heads up about this maybe four three or four months ago. Um, but I don't know this for sure. But I'm wondering if this is sort of a representation of the shrinkage. <laughs> or, I was or, in a pool, man. The, it was cold. Or the, or the slower growth, or the slower growth of I drank, <laughs> or the slower growth of Game Pass, and and mm-hmm. and going back to to the, to the FTC filings, it wouldn't hurt Xbox to say, "Look, we're Game Pass is not growing as exponentially as we thought it was." It's clear from this type of evidence, not the blockbuster evidence, that we're not the monopoly everybody thinks we are. But I'm just wondering, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, if, if it's a reflection of Game Pass not really going as quickly and growth not going as quickly as they want it to. <clears throat> I don't know. Who knows? I think it's mainly, if anything, I think it's it might be their signal of, okay, guys, we're done with the cross-gen, right, for 99% of things. like. We're not going to have anything that's an Xbox One first-party studio game next year. Redfall, Starfield, right? It's coming out on Series X and Series S. It's not coming out on Xbox One. Why? So, therefore, we feel okay with going up $10. But, you know, it. I think it's probably think the first... If of, it was coming out on more consoles, that would be better justification for it being $70. Yeah, but the justification has been if it's on the next-gen things, like especially for Sony... It's and harder all that, to make. It's It's been $70, not $60, right? If you buy it on Man. PS4, it's $60. If it's on look, PS5, look, it's $70. You know. That's a lot of money for a game. <laughs> but is. on the flip side, I would also tell people, I mean, I don't think it's going to be the last thing that increases. I think price of Game Pass will increase at some point this year, too. Yeah, I mentioned that, and I, I don't even mean to bring Sony's into it. I, mm-hmm. I it's really hard for me, and I mean, I make decent money. I'm a grown man. I do a video game podcast with my friends. So she a top dog. I, it, it kills me to go and see seventy dollars for Sony games too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Ugh. that's why and trading games, ladies and gentlemen. That's yeah, why man. I anything to help you out games. a little bit. Because I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to get. That's that's going to get in the old man chat. But I remember when prices were blah, 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 blah. Well, actually, back when you played sixty dollars, <laughs> if you right. did adjusted for inflation, uh, that guy. Um, right. Speaking um, of back in the day, uh, someone who worked on a a Halo game back in the day left. Chris. Yeah, Tom French, Halo Infinite's multiplayer creative director, who has worked on the franchise for over eleven years. Uh, so that would be after Halo 3, uh, has left 343 Industries. Oh. He announced the news via Twitter, stating his excitement for a, quote, new adventure. After over 11 and a half years on Halo, I step out of my Spartan armor for the last time today to head off to new adventures. It's been a massive honor to have been part of a game I loved so much as a player and admired so much as a developer. I couldn't be more proud of my time at 343. Um, who knows what Chris, goes is this on a sign next? of change or is this a side sign of further Spencer going, you get, you know, 343, you just haven't really been. I'm at, this. Yeah. I mean, I imagine a lot of people are going to be leaving <laughs> along with, you know, Bonnie hunt and all that. So mm. Yeah. 
I mean, he, no, there was never anything really wrong with the multiplayer side of things. So I thought, yeah, they gave that to us first. As far as like, I, I would say like the actual balance of multiplayer now, oh, well, been, but, but keeping yeah. it, p- giving it new content and yeah, promises not kept and sure. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying that game, it's getting a lot. The game was awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's the, and that's the, but that's the tragedy of it. It's like you were given this, uh, this, amazing yeah. goodwill and three, four, three just didn't, they, they, they didn't you, crank out content. If you launched, rolling. if you launched right now with halo infinite, they would be in 10 times better position than they were last year. Yeah. Maybe also, I mean the, remember they tried yeah. to do the call of duty thing where they gave us the story and they were going to have the yeah. continuing. They like, tried to go that model, man. If they just would have gave us a halo game, dude, the the forge <sighs> launched what like with this latest update a couple of weeks ago and everyone's loving it that's yeah. actually playing it because there's all these cool creative modes that the forge offers that they just don't have in the regular game and the the sad part is is like you have that hardcore people that go up there and do that stuff and are trying it out and developing things but it's like a fraction of what could have been if you had had the mass that you had at launch there to try those modes out and be convinced how good it was. Yeah. Uh, players who play Halo take it very seriously, man. Yeah. Maybe we should go back. Maybe we, we should go, go back. back. Uh Pokemon players also take their stuff seriously, guys. Uh Pokemon Scarlet and Violet's first post-launch patch, John. John. Good patch. Thank you. Has come and gone alongside a promise from Nintendo to take the game's tech problems seriously. Here's a quote. We are aware that players may encounter issues that affect the game's performance. Our goal is always to give players a positive experience with our games, and we apologize for the inconvenience. We take the feedback from players seriously and are working on improvements to the games. Yeah. There you go. There's definitely I, uh, I talked to our... I talked to our uh, weekly games chat Pokemon correspondent this afternoon as mm-hmm. it happens. And I told, I told me he's actually, well, I think it was, uh, I think it was Violet that he picked up mm-hmm. that, that he played that he's already beeline through. Hmm. And he said, he said there were, there were some serious stuttural issues and that the update didn't really fix it on his end. But he did indicate, interestingly enough, generally speaking, um, I think the 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 more sold copy is is Scarlet, and that was the one that was having the most issues. But as of as of as of according to our weekly games chat Pokemon correspondent, that latest patch, and we love a good patch, did not really fix a lot of the the issues that has been plaguing the game. Um, maybe it's a, maybe it's a game we can talk about, I don't know, in January, you know, earlier in the year, you know, if we're looking for a topic, but, um, but, uh, yeah, this, I mean, one of the problems I see, and I don't know if this has anything to do with the development of the game, they've turned Pokemon into sort of a weekly, a, an annualized franchise, like call of duty. It's like, I don't, I mean, there. when it was on handheld devices, it seemed like every couple, two or three years you'd get one, but they have, they have, I think they've come out with two this year alone, if I'm not mistaken. Um, not to mention Ar- Arceus the year before. Plus, they've just gone into this Breath of the Wild open world formula. I don't know. I just it seems like they're just getting harder to maintain, particularly when you're releasing on traditionally two a year. Um, and 
not only two a year, but two games at any given time. Two, yeah, two by two. Yeah, it does feel like we have a, we've had a lot of Pokemon over the last little bit of time. I mean, yeah, You're, since it's crazy. Like this is just from 2020 from the Pokemon Company, right? Pokemon Home iOS, Pokemon Smile, Pokemon Sword and Shield, Pokemon Cafe Mix. On both uh, Switch and iOS, Pokemon Sword and Shield, the Crown Tundra, new Pokemon <laughs> Snap, Pokemon Unite, Pokemon Shining Pearl, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, Pokemon Legends Arceus, Pokemon Trading Card Game Live, and then Pokemon Violet and Scarlet. And just to give you an idea, the user reviews, people seem to really like Arceus and it looks like Sh- Sword and Shield, right? But with Violet and Scarlet, like they're getting reviewed bombed hard by the users. Like it's three and 3.5 right now. And, and simultaneously they're the fastest selling Nintendo game yeah. of all time. Yeah. What was the yeah. game where, uh, I, uh, they had a little accessory where you could like throw your Pokeball. That was, uh, let's go Pikachu and let's go. That uh, one was fun, but it wasn't yeah. the best either. Was it? It was sort of a remake of yellow. Yeah. Chris, am I wrong about that? It was like a remake, was a remake of, of one of the of them. older, Game Boy versions, but uh, they should yeah. just make a new Detective Pikachu game. Oh, I thought they did. Or just make a new movie. Poke- everybody's been clamoring for a new Pokemon Stadium, dude. Po- oh, nice. That would be that would be legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Detective Pikachu was probably the best video game movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Well, <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll so, get an updated one. Until Mario Brothers movie comes out, that I movie's guess. gonna be that movie's gonna be awesome. I think so. I'm very excited about it. Wait, so do Star Wars movies technically count as video game movies? No. Oh, sorry. Is it my is it my turn? Yeah, it's my turn. It. Speaking of Star Wars, what updates? Uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor Ooh. is definitely coming in 2023, with a March 15th release date being mentioned on Steam before quickly being removed. Electronic Arts, that's EA for short, has already teased that a major game would be released before April 2023. Hey. This further adds to the legitimacy of that March release date. In other news, and I, I think, I, I, think I, I saw this and forgot to add that they did confirm it will be seen at the Game Awards, uh, but in other ner- news, Quantic Dreams is well into development of for Star Wars Eclipse, which takes place hundreds of years prior to Anakin Skywalker. According to David Cage, this won't be a, quote, skin of Detroit. Uh, quote, the two games will be very different, very different, although we will also, of course, use what we learned, but it's not going to be a copycat by any means. It's going to be a very different experience. And Jedi, <laughs> Star Wars Jedi, I've started that game four times and I can't get past like the second area. Which it's one? Star, uh, Fallen Jedi. Star Wars Jedi, Fallen Order. The one with the new little yeah. robot and all the things? That yeah, game's amazing. Yeah, it's not because I don't like it. I do, but I just can't. With this can't. guy? That guy. It's that, that guy. Yeah. Cal Kestis. I really hope they put a trailer yeah. out the Game Awards for this, and it's for Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and it's that Destiny Child song. I'm a survivor. I'm gonna get it. I'll do a remix. I'll do a remix with that song in the old school. That would be dope. I'd buy it. 
Uh, that's it. Hey guys, um, what I want from Chick Fil A? Chicken. You, you want? <laughs> she would not be happy if I said chicken. Please say chicken. <laughs> I will give the best chicken? eulogy. I will give the best eulogy at your funeral. But please say chicken. Chicken was sad, boys. <laughs> and I'm going to also send a picture of a chicken. chicken. Yep. I'll be interested to see what this Star Wars eclipse is. You know, um, if it's, it's going to be, it's it's going to be, uh, it's going to be uh, Detroit. <laughs> Not going to be Star Detroit. Wars. Star Wars Tennessee. Star it's gonna Wars be about Tennessee. it's gonna be about be about uh, CP three PO trying to become human. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that would be. I would pe- I would play that game. <clears throat> he just becomes a murderous android, <laughs> ripping off people's skin. <laughs> we don't know a lot. We don't know a lot. Mm. But we do know a little bit more. Oh, that was good, boys. That was good, guys. According to Todd Howard, he's the guy who made Elder. El, you know, Elder Scrolls and all the art cool stuff. No, uh, Chris, it's Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls. That's how we say it here. Indiana Jones will be, quote, a unique mashup of different genres. I will just say it's a mashup. It's unique. It isn't one thing intentionally. So it does a lot of different things that myself and the folks at Machine Games have wanted to do in a game. It's such a unique thing. Very little is known about the game. Uh, at this point, other than the game will take place in 1937, with some locations being Vatican City. Yeah. Uh, so for those who are wondering, like we don't really get much in the way of interviews with uh, good old Todd Howard. But if you want, uh, this I, all comes I, from I, his. I talked his, to him last week. <laughs> it, this all comes from his latest interview with the, uh, I believe, it's Lex Friedman, uh, who's on YouTube, and it's like three hours. And you will hear just about anything you want to at least some update, like his ideas of where Starfield came out of, uh, how, what he did to make Elder Scrolls work, right? Uh, Elder Scrolls. <laughs> where, uh, where, for instance, what his favorite games are of all time. And I think you'll be very surprised to hear some answers on that, how he got into Bethesda. So, you know, it's a very interesting interview uh i can't wait to see what this game actually is that'd be a really cool thing if we actually got a little bit of a glimpse at the game awards that would this. Be cool. probably won't but wasn't it announced on the game awards originally am i or i'm imagining that i think it was like right around when they first became part of microsoft hmm. cool i feel it was like during an xbox thing that kind of like nintendo does or something mm-hmm so we kind all have of those ideas things. of where that came from. Because I remember him walking on stage when they... Yes, I do remember it, Chris. You can't tell me what I remember. I can make things up in my head that you cannot dispute. They you put can't it on tell Twitter. me. <laughs> That's the quote of the night. I can make up things in my head that you can't dispute. You, you can't dispute it, Chris. I win. One to nothing. Hashtag owned. <laughs> Just be outside. Nuh-uh. 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 <laughs> Speaking of uh-uhs, Chris, I'm not going to speak until you do a thing. Nuh-uh. <laughs> this week. We haven't done this in a while, so I always love when we get a chance to do this. Ladies and gentlemen, these are your free games for December that you have to pay a subscription for. 
<laughs> Xbox games with gold. You're going to get Colt Canyon and Blade Fury. Why does it sound like two characters like two I'm porn making? Stars. What? <laughs> it sounds like character <laughs> names I make in my RPGs. Yes. Uh, for your PlayStation Plus games, uh, you're going to get Mass Effect. That's the Legendary <gasps> Edition. Ooh. You get Bio Mutant. That was John's like favorite game one time. And you're also going to get Divine Knockout Founders Edition. And that's what I'm going to do to my real life friends in game. Uh, game Pass, you're going to get High on Life. Yeah. Uh, the big one that I saw people excited about was Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Mm-hmm. John, why did we buy the game? We should have waited for it to come out on Game Pass. Tried to no tell kidding. them. <laughs> Tried to tell uh, both of them. We're not done. We're going to have The Walking Dead. Uh, that's the final season. And Ooh. finally, we're going to get Metal Hellsinger. And if you remember us talking earlier, that's up for one of the Game of the uh, Game Awards. So up there first? you go. That's, that's legit. John doesn't that, have an excuse. He's got to go play Metal Hellsinger. Yeah, it's free, John. Right? Is that, they, is that in the Game Awards list? Yes. Yeah, that was the one we thought you were going to pick for music. Because it's all metal music. <laughs> That's your jam. Yeah. Let me, let me YouTube this. <laughs> John's <laughs> playing metal singer. Wait, hell singer, sorry. Anyways. <laughs> while John gets his metal on, do you think you guys might want to wrap this up? Never. Just to be safe. Okay. time ever i watched you john actually say me 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 that was the greatest thing ever oh, so great i wish you're gonna have that isolated um ladies and gentlemen if you want to be uh, well first of all this part of the show is called emails but you know it's a little more than that uh we usually start off by reading emails that we get from our our email inbox, which is weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Now, I'm going to pause there <laughs> because I think we need a, a reminder. Uh, if you're on Twitch, you can see Twitch. Ho- uh, you can see Twitch. You can see Chris holding up his fingers as if to snap. We are close. There Thank was- God for ha- Alejandro. <laughs> okay. He can't save you two weeks in a row. He cannot save you if two I weeks get in a row. If I get just one. Alejandro email next week because he's he's reliable. He's legit. Yes, I will delete the Assassin's Creed Odyssey episode <laughs> of the show. Oh my goodness! But but, but live in our hearts forever. <laughs> All right, but first up from Alejandro, he he t- he titled this guy's platinum. I don't think he's talking about the Platinum Club um, or Platinum Games. 
but we'll see. Or Justice Platt. Yeah. Definitely not talking about Justice Platt. Where are you at, Judge Platt? Gentlemen, (laughs) in last week's episode, you mentioned several games you platinumed. Sadly, in this regard, I'm still a virgin. So I wanted to get your advice. You should wait till marriage. Uh, I have three conditions (laughs) for the (laughs) game that will be my first platinum. One, it should not be a trivial game to platinum, such as uh, Waifu (laughs) Tic-Tac-Toe. Two, I have old man reflexes, so the game must have an easy slash story slash toddler mode. Three, it should not have a plethora of stupid trophies, such as collect 500 goat foreskins. (laughs) So, what place? So play Firewatch, uh, beginning and end platinum. (laughs) So what PlayStation game would you recommend for popping my trophy cherry? Still on third base, Alejandro. Sent from a circumcised goat. <laughs> oh my goodness! I think uh, I think Horizon Zero Dawn would be a great trophy to start with. That's got fifty flowers. Uh, meaning, Dude, does that, oh, does that get? He didn't want. That, well, he said he does not want a plethora of stupid trophies. I don't think there's a. That's my point. I don't think there's a plethora of. I actually kind of enjoyed getting that trophy for the most yeah. part. The one I didn't enjoy was Resident Evil Village. <laughs> Here's the deal. I get a lot of flack for not platinum games anymore from my friends, but there was a game, one of the battlefields. I I was one trophy away from a platinum. We went to bed. I did not know that a DLC was coming out the next day. Oh, yeah, I remember this. And then all of a sudden, I went from one trophy away, like 90 whatever percent to like 80%. Love because that. the platinum now encompassed everything. My friend, though, who got the platinum the night we went to bed, his stayed a platinum, and then he only had to do the trophies for the other thing. So I, I'm still burned, man, because that sucked. Mike, but the only I, the only platinum trophy I have that's still a platinum trophy. I mean, they're all technically still platinum trophies, but I think is God of War 2018 because Spider Man got DLC, Horizon got DLC, mm-hmm. Resident Evil Village got DLC. So. Yeah, but the the usually the plats tied to the base game, luckily with a lot of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this, um, yeah. yeah but uh, John's point, I think any of the main open world um, PlayStation exclusives are actually not that hard. Like Spider Man, actually, I think might be the most the one that values your time the most, right? Because doing everything in that game, I think, is tops of thirty hours. Like, and that would be just you struggling on some of the challenges, but that's not hard. I don't think God of War, I mean, God of War, you can kick it down the kid mode if you want, and you can still get the, the, uh, what's called the really? platinum. Oh yeah. yeah that's, that's rare. If you can find a game that does that, mm-hmm. that's rare to get that tra- trophy. Horizon might take you a little bit longer, but still, yeah, I don't think it's incredibly hard. Ghost of Shima wasn't that hard. Just time consuming. Um, so, you know, if you like any of those now, Mike thinks you should do Assassin's Creed, any Assassin's Creed game. I remember which is those about, being hard. Yeah. Which is about the biggest little bold face lie I've seen in a while. <laughs> uh, syndicate's not too bad. Um, there is a very tedious trophy in that game mm-hmm. where you have to, where you have to basically destroy a million or close to a million street lamps and things with a carriage 
but you can cheese it. You can cheese that part by there's a certain area of the map where you just go around the block several times and all the stuff kind of respawns and you can just cheese I'm it. Still, I'm still, I'm still Jenny from the block. Brotherhood might be the one that was more of a pain, if I recall, because is that the one or is it Revelations where they added in all the challenges that you had to do, right? You know, I'm talking about like where it was like, don't just do this mission and beat it, but like, you know. Uh, it's it's a, the 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 irritation to those is all is the um is the multiplayer that's attached to them. Oh yeah, you have to, you have to go do those multiplayer ones to get tro- well. The the Ezio collection might have removed those, mm, so you can maybe. probably get those trophies. And believe it or not, with Assassin's Creed Two, my trophies are eighty seven percent. Nice, <laughs> just, and that's without even thinking about it. Yeah. Um but I've played that game so many times. But no. uh, I, yeah, I think uh, maybe uh, maybe Chris is right about Spider-Man. That's probably the most enjoyable as long as you sort of complete the game yeah. and, and have the completionist attitude, you're going to be pretty decent with that trophy. If you want one shorter, Miles Morales. There you go. Mm. Did you do that one? I did not, but I need to. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Ciao. I, I don't know who my last platinum is. I rem- I just have bad memories of platinums. I, I I don't even know if I have one to be honest. I remember trying to platinum DJ Hero after they shut down the online servers, only to find out that one of the trophies had to do with online. I know one. Uh, we got what I plat- to- we what got I platinum together. Um, from House Marquee, uh, or House Mark, uh, a way out. Rezo Gun. Oh yeah, we did platinum Rezo Gun. I got a platinum. Boom! That one was. I mean, we had to put some work in. That game was so fun. Mm-hmm. Do you have to be multiplayer for that platinum? I don't think so, but it sure as heck helped me and him. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff we had to do. <laughs> yeah, because as long as one of us did the two things, we both got the credit for it. So nice, it worked out. Believe it or not, I was very close to to platinuming at one point Final Fantasy fourteen online on PlayStation. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. I did so much stuff with my good friend uh, that now plays World of Warcraft, so probably never well, get that platinum. Chris will remember this. Uh, my wife almost platinumed Your wife? Diablo, Diablo 3. That's legit. And then she didn't because Chris... <laughs> <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's about it for emails, but that's just a reminder. Please email us. We really, really like that stuff. Plus, it helps the show. Like, what, what are y'all y'all getting ready for the holiday? Do y'all slipping a little bit? Are y'all thinking somebody else has got it? Whatever it is, it's probably it's probably fine. Um, we were mentioned, I'm gonna pivot over to Twitter. You can find us, of course, at Weekly Games Chat. Um, we were Hydroberg. Mentioned us in a a tweet. I don't know which tweet it is, though. I, for some reason, it's being weird. Oh, oh, so Podcast Movement, at Podcast Movement, said, tag a podcaster you think deserves more recognition. And Hydraberg replied and said, out of several weekly games chat, so much love out to, to folks, specifically Hydraberg, and folks like Hydraberg who give us the love when necessary to uh you know kind of put us on to someone else who may not know we even exist. So we appreciate that. And I know we have a good fan base that that takes care of us. So 
Thank you so much for that. Let me check and see if we have any other notifications. Uh, those were read last week, so we are good there. I don't think we have any new followers, which is fine, but let me just make sure. Uh, how does this work, John? <laughs> we have followed everybody back. We are good. It is uh, the there is a I was this is weird. I was wondering sometimes I'll look and see what's happening, what's trending on Twitter as I'm doing this live. And apparently uh, there's a election runoff happening in the state of Georgia because that is all over Twitter. Gee, me and John uh, had no idea that was going on. Yeah, no clue, <laughs> right, guys? Our- uh, but not only do we have an email account <laughs> or Twitter, we also have a Discord, and that community is fantastic. And we have a couple of emails that we can read real quick. If you remember last week, it was the World Cup hype. We were excited for the USA. Mm-hmm. The Will to Kill emailed in and was talking about his excitement. Well, he uh, followed up a few days later, uh, or maybe what day was it? I forget what day the U.S. played, but he said he hadn't listened to this week's episode yet, but their email most certainly did not age well. (laughs) And that was uh, basically in response to the U.S. soccer team losing, and Will to Kill said they were going to go the entire way. He said, leave it to the U.S. soccer team to come back with a vengeance and literally troll the entire work. Um, with the player's undershirt. I, I think I missed that. Chris, do you know what he's talking about? Really. I don't. No. I, I don't. And there was a ha-ha-ha. Uh, Yuri's got two emails. One of them, this was back on the 1st of December. Uh, Yuri says, going through some older episodes, I'm no expert, but I think PS2 and PS3 got a bunch of extra sales because they had CD and BR players, respectively. Uh, my father bought PS3 to watch BR movies and never even played any games until grandkids got a hold of it. So, of course, CD and BR would be Blu-ray and what's the CD one? CD-based games, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Nothing fancy there. Kato wrote in yesterday, hey, guys, long time, no email. How are you guys doing? So, guys, Good. How, are you, how, you, Good. how are you doing? Good. Uh, any new games you guys are playing and recommend? I'm experiencing some game experiencing some game fatigue. That's all for this email and roll tide. There's a game hey, called uh Marvel's like Midnight that. Suns. Uh I don't know I, I don't know what system you have. Uh always find I find what I do when I have game fatigue is generally I watch shows and documentaries and then come back to games. But I don't know what systems you have, so I would I would love to recommend I, right now I'm telling you I would love to recommend you God of War. If you have a PS5, it's amazing. Just Let me saying. get this straight, Sean. You like God of War, right? It's all right. It's all right. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't oh. have any... What? Oh, uh, Kato's in our chat right now and says Xbox. Yeah. So what, uh, what games that they, they should play on Xbox? I'm thinking some free games. I think you should play the Lego Star Wars Skywalker saga when it comes out for free. Agreed. That's fun. Or Power Wash. Yes, Huck. Power Wash. <sighs> Anything on Game Pass, man. Disney's yeah. Dreamlight Valley. Uh, if he waits next week, he can play High on Life. Um, if he has The Witcher 3 on there, he could go back to that next week and play. <laughs> update uh, uh, Huck, I missed this. Huck was about to eat some wrap snacks. If you know what those are, they're bags of chips, I think. And they have wrappers on the front, and they're different flavors. Huck wanted to know if I wanted if if she should go Rick Ross, which is sweet chili lemon pepper, or Snoop Dogg OG barbecue cheddar. 
Good lord. I'm thinking Snoop Dogg, OG Barbecue Cheddar. You know what I'm saying? Probably. But I, I am a fan of anything sweet chili, like those sweet chili uh, Doritos. Those are so good. Maybe John uh, thinks uh, he, Kato should play the Callisto Protocol. Oh, is it on Xbox? It is, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Of course it is, Sean, you dummy. Um, so yesterday, Yuri, this is going to be a little lengthy, and this is our last one for this show, so listen up and enjoy, because this is going to be reminiscent time, okay? Hey, SCJ, that's us, Sean, Chris, and John. What up? What up? Uh, I just got to the Monkey Island episode. You huh. made me feel so old. <laughs> I grew up with the beloved C64, so it was hard to get into your shoes when you reduced one of the earliest home PCs tied to so many fond childhood memories that laid ground for various game genres with graphics and sound that we still see influencing 8-bit retro genre 40 years later to an, this is a quote, ugly keyboard. (laughs) The price my parents paid to a family member, I'm sorry, to a family friend to smuggle it from Germany to the Socialist Federal Republic of Yugoslavia. Wow. There might be something to the indoctrination Frenation comment was 500 DEM, which is Deutschmarks, which according to XE.com translates to around 270 US dollars today. But at the time, that felt about the same as the cost of a PS5 today, I bet. It came with a cassette recorder and a joystick. Mm -hmm. Later, we got a floppy disk drive. Remember those? (laughs) Which sped up the loading time significantly. Remember when they did that? (laughs) And reduced chances of errors. Usually it took about five minutes to load a game. Uh, That's faster than some games we got now. Uh, By the way, you could make a copy of a game by making an audio copy on the cassette tape. Mm -hmm. Back in the Mm -hmm. 80s, local student radio stations was sometimes broadcasting pirated games at night. That is cool. Mm -hmm. Furthermore, there is absolutely a connection between Monkey Island and C64. Since Lucasfilm developed Scum Engine for their first point-and-click adventure, Manic Mansion back in 1987, hmm. which became the studio's first hit on C64. Cool. Around the same time, we had to type in the commands in the popular adventure games from Sierra Online. These oh, were wow. King's Quest, Space Quest, and Laser Suit Larry. Lucasfilm released only one more game for C64, which was Zack McCracken <laughs> and the Alien Mindbenders. That sounds amazing. Before moving on to PC with Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and The <sighs> Secret of Monkey Island. I also have that. Which was first played in EGA 16 color and only sometime later in the VGA 265 color version. Game on, guys. And if you go to the email section, uh, listeners, uh, in our Discord, you can see a YouTube link that Yuri left that shows the secret of Monkey Island circa 1990. And that's classic stuff. Yuri, as always, thank you for the emails. Uh, We appreciate it very much. And thank you to everybody who is uh you know always up in that email section See, of the of the discords. The important thing to take away from that is that John said it was an ugly keyboard and Todd Howard made games and now one of them runs Bethesda software and the other doesn't play Bethesda software games. So, <laughs> you know, that's important. John, before we leave, do you like God of War? <laughs> Is that a yes, no, maybe? What was maybe? I going to say about God of War? I don't know. Yeah, I think God of War is Ragnarok's great. How far have you gotten? How far have you gotten since last week, which at that point was, what, two or three hours in? 
Mm-hmm. That's about it. I, I haven't I haven't progressed any further. That's insanity. So but is the, so is the Callisto Protocol. True. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for you to play it. In fact, I might let you borrow my disc. Is it scary though? Com- uh, it's it's relative. It's relative. You're supposed to be able to what? give it to me to play. No, you're not as cool as me. Plus, you throw away it. people's game card, uh, game boxes. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> but I give. Uh, I, I have more connection to it than you do. You know, I don't know what that means, and that feels. I've like actually played Dead Space. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, you did do that. Wait, is this yeah. game like Dead Space? It's by the guy who made Dead Space. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know what game, you know what game I'm secretly looking forward to right now. What's what? that? Dragon Quest Treasures. <laughs> the game might be amazing. Might oh, be amazing. Man. I'm like really stoked about it. But I'll tell you so. what. It's not as amazing as this episode has been. Am I right? Am I right? Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 383 of the world's greatest podcast about video games. Of course, that's Weekly Game Chat. We hope you liked our predictions about this year's Game Awards that are going to be streaming very soon. Wherever you find our podcast, please leave us some feedback. It helps people like yourself find us, which then grows the audience and we get all cooler together. Uh, Just a reminder... We don't want to get Thanos, so please send us an email to weeklygameschat at gmail.com next week so we can, you know, talk about it. If you feel like uh, following us on Twitter, we're out there at Weekly Games Chat. And of course, our wonderful Discord community is alive and vibrant. So please join it if you haven't already. Um, I'll look to my friends now. Another good one in the books, boys. To Chris and John. Game on, my friends. I love you guys. Game on. Game on to you both. I love you too. Peace out, everybody. Your mom's box. Thug life.